This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. If I ask you, when you think of buying a car, what do you look for? Mileage, cost, the resale value it will fetch you, or safety? If safety falls last in the order, you are among the million Indians who have shifted the onus on the government to safeguard your lives on the road. Starting this October, the government will mandate that all new cars sold in India come fitted with six airbags as opposed to two airbags that is currently the norm. One of the biggest news over this weekend in the auto world was the approval of the draft notification of Bharat New Car Assessment Program or the Bharat NCAP. What this is, is a new safety standard for cars which can carry eight passengers. Each car will have to now be fitted with six airbags. It's actually no secret that India's standards for automotive safety has not been up to speed. Only in April 2019, Several safety measures became mandatory, including a driver's side airbag. Passenger airbags became mandatory beginning this year. That's just seven months back. So what prompted the government to intervene and make six airbags mandatory? Can only airbags make cars safer? Will cars get more expensive with more airbags? What about seat belts? We dive into today's episode, seeking answers to these questions and more. It's Thursday, July 7th, from The Economic Times. I'm your host, Kalpana Pathak, and you are listening to Shifting Gears for Safer Cars, the Six Airbags Mandate on The Morning Brief. The government believes that additional airbags will make cars safer. The car makers, however, don't agree. They argue that more the airbags, more the cost of making the car, especially the entry-level ones. Mind you, this is a volume segment with nearly 40% of the entire market, which is extra sensitive to price hikes. And what's adding to the woes is that input prices like steel, aluminium, copper, and electronics that go into making a car have all gone up. And on top of that, cost of extra airbags may push the car price upwards by rupees 15,000 and this will have to be passed on to the customers. So what has been happening in the Indian passenger vehicle market of late is that the price of an entry-level motorcycle and an entry-level car both have risen by about a third in the last two years. So that's quite a steep hike, 33% increase over a period of two years. So their argument is that like if you enforce regulations at such a a fast pace, the market may not be able to absorb the price shocks we are seeing. That's Sharmishta Mukherjee, my colleague 
and assistant editor at Economic Times. Being in New Delhi, she's been interacting with policymakers and auto companies, both to get a ringside view of this issue. You know, I'm all for road safety, but road safety must be looked at for all users of the road. Road safety is not only meant for people who can afford European cost cars. We have in India something like 230 to 250 million users of two-wheelers. Now, there is no safety regulation of any kind for two-wheelers. If you look at the road accident deaths, about 30-odd percent of the deaths happened from two-wheeler owners. Nobody bothers about them. That was R.C. Bhargava, Chairman Maruti Suzuki, one of India's largest car manufacturers. But let's get down to the basics. Why is an airbag so important? Let's ask the expert for a breakdown. See, today, as technology improves and more so as speeds are increasing. Now, for example, the government of India's new notification is that on expressways you could drive as much as 120 kilometers an hour. And when such things happen, then simple seat belts really do not solve the problem because we have different type of impacts. And at such impacts, in addition to a seat belt, you need airbags to actually save you from serious injury or death. And so if it was not much of speeds, fine, we could live with seat belts. But as we are getting into higher speeds and better performance cars, cars which are now picking up speeds so quickly, we need airbags. To save ourselves. That's Dr. Rohit Baluja, President Institute of Road Traffic Education. For 30 years, the institute, as the name suggests, has been at the core of road safety, training police officers, defense personnel, highway and PWD engineers, driver trainers, transport officials, motor licensing officers, basically everyone who matters. But why are airbags being made mandatory now and not earlier? So what the Road Transport and Highways Ministry has now unveiled is a draft Bharat new car assessment program, which is in line with the norms which are prevalent globally in terms of safety standards. This is not the final notification. There will be discussion with industry stakeholders after which final notification will come in from the ministry. The whole intent of the policy is to make Indian cars safe as per standards prevalent globally. So there will be crash tests which will be conducted. And globally, there are three different ratings which are accorded for adult occupancy, child occupancy, and the safety-related features. But in Bharat and Cap, there will be only one rating. So if you on a mark of five, Stars will be accorded to vehicles so that the consumer can know instantly like how safe the vehicle they're looking at purchasing is. Now let's look at some numbers. According to the World Health Organization, at least one out of 10 people killed in road accidents around the world are from India. The road accidents report prepared by the Ministry of Road Transport and Highways, which is the nodal ministry for this issue, 
says that in 2020, there were a total of 3.6 lakh road accidents in India. That led to the death of 1.3 lakh people, injuring another 3.4 lakh plus. That's a big number, right? The worst affected age group is between 18 and 45 years. They alone make for about 70% of total accidental deaths. For India, with one of the largest road networks worldwide, safety is absolutely critical. But the number of road accidents has been on a decline since 2016. Except in 2018, that's all fractional increase. But the moot point is, are airbags the only way to ensure passenger safety? What about wearing seatbelts? So today, one thing we have to understand that we are driving all sorts of cars on the express, whether it is a Maruti 800 or whether it is a most powerful uh, BMW or a Mercedes, both are going at the same speed. We're not restricting any vehicles to be on expressways. So here, seatbelts have already been there in picture for a long time. People are not wearing seatbelts. Now, if you do not wear a seatbelt, the airbag will also not become effective. The law says in the country that everybody must wear a seatbelt. As many seatbelts are there in the car, only those many passengers should be driving and everybody must be turning a seatbelt. And it also lays responsibility on the driver to ensure that everybody is, that as a pilot, he is ensuring that everybody is wearing a seatbelt. But at the same time, Individual governments of states and union territories have not notified to the police that they should ensure that people should be wearing seatbelts even at the rear. It's only for the driver and the co-driver who has to wear a seat. And at the same time, the law says, the courts of practice say that if you're not wearing a seatbelt, then what happens? The airbag won't be effective. So both legislation and the requirements of the airbags should go hand in. Car makers in India, though, will now be able to crash test their cars and receive a safety rating for that. Bharat NCAP or Bharat New Car Assessment Program will match up to the world-class global NCAP standards. What is NCAP? NCAP is a body that performs crash tests of cars to give them a star rating out of five. But as you just heard, there's a catch. NCAP is not supposed to be a regulation, but an advisory. Now, the minimum basic safety regulation for vehicles is that they should be crash tested at 54 kilometers an hour, which forms the minimum basic test that at this speed, you should not be dying or meeting with serious injuries. The NCAP regulations go beyond. What happens? How safe is your car otherwise? At different levels of testing, even 64 kilometers for other active and passive measures, how good is your car? So this is more, as technology improves, the NCAP ratings also go up. And so it is a guidance for the people who are buying vehicles that what star rating would you like to invest in your car? And definitely with higher ratings, of course, 
the prices would also go up because you have many assists which come in by the vehicle manufacturers to make your car more uh, safer. But across the world, generally NCAP is more a method of competition for the vehicle manufacturers to make sure that they are going from one star to five star. They are not zero stars. Today, what is important is the dummies. It is the software. When you crash a vehicle, you put in so many sort of support systems to understand that what would happen to each part of the body inside and outside when you meet with a crash test. And so these equipments, software systems, support systems are very, very costly. And they have been developed over a period. India has come into the club a little late, but nevertheless, our people are as good. Our uh, crash testing systems are coming to age. And I don't think that over a period of time, we will lag behind. But surely, at the moment, there must be a few steps that we are behind to catch up. You heard Sharmista explain why the car makers are upset. Remember? Their argument is that like, if you enforce regulations at such a, a fast pace, the market may not be able to absorb the price shocks we are seeing. But what's the government's counterpoint to that? So the argument from the government side is the price increase which may happen because of enhanced safety regulations such as additional airbags or structural fortifications which may be required in small cars. The impact on the final pricing of the vehicle is such that it can be easily absorbed in the equated monthly installments which go out from the buyer. And uh, since 80% of the cars in the Indian market are financed, uh, what the government is saying is that it shouldn't pose such a challenge. For various factors like the entry-level car market has shrunk. And also, uh, if we look at the two-wheeler segment, the number of units sold has declined from a peak of 21 million to around 13 million in the last financial year. So there does seem to be pressure at the lower end of the market. If, you know, additional regulations will seriously impact this set of buyers further remains to be seen. I asked Rohit if cars made by foreign brands are safer compared to Indian pairs. That was a perception. Again, this perception is getting away from it because when certain cars were tested of foreign manufacturers who are manufacturing in India, and when we actually informed them that we were doing the tests of these vehicles in uh, Europe, they immediately wanted to correct it. And the only one thing which is save money, make the cars cheap, because the concept, the philosophy of the Indian purchaser has been price. What price I would resell my vehicle? How much of petrol per kilometer it will give? And so these perceptions have actually made the car manufacturers realize that what type of a pricing system they need. But as the Indian buyer is becoming more and more aware of safety and he questions safety, all these things would go away. It was only the price factors which actually brought in any manufacturer to sell a bit cheap. But I think over a period of time, this perception is getting away and uh, all 
vehicle manufacturers, whether Indian origin or outside origin or outside from India, are now making similar type of vehicles. That's what we have been informed by the global income. Well, it is about safety versus affordability. I asked some car owners what they would prefer. I think safety is my priority. If I'm spending so much money to buy an eight-seater car, what's the hue and cry about spending a little more money to increase the safety for the people who are traveling in it? Indian roads are unsafe. The visibility is bad. The roads are like not made properly. So it's getting airbags is important. I mean, it will add to the price, but if it saves my life in the event of a crash, I think the price is worth paying. My focus would be mileage and cost, and perhaps not so much on safety. As such, I would not prefer to spend the extra monies on the six airbags. If you can afford a car, then you can maybe shell out some more money and be safer. And here's an opinion from two people who know the industry and consumer sentiment more than anyone else. Vinkesh Gulati, President, Federation of Automobile Dealers Association of India. Regarding the six airbags, this is a very good forward-looking step being taken. But yes, it will affect the entry-level uh, vehicles because it will cost of the way. That is a segment where our uh, normal Amadmi of India buys a vehicle at around 2 lakhs to 5 lakhs, 6 lakh rupees. So entry level, I'm expecting the price difference would be around 8,000 to 15,000. So that could pinch a little bit while they are buying. But seeing the overall safety level and their well-being on driving, I feel this is this is the need of the hour. And Nikun Sanghi, past president, Automotive Skills Development Council. We need to keep a very fine balance between safety and the cost of acquisition. Of a car, and I think uh, while the government is doing right because there is there are a number of accidents, and India is highest number of road accident and high number highest number of road fatalities. So, keeping that in mind, bringing in safety requirements is all right, but it needs to be balanced. And I think that balance is what somewhere uh, uh, we are losing out on, and somewhere this definitely needs reconsideration. Rohit also weighs in with his opinion on safety versus affordability. As far as we are concerned, because I am primarily responsible, I've been training uh, police officers on accident investigation, and we're doing a lot of investigation of uh, car accidents across the country. One has to realize one thing, and that is, what is the value of life? If one can actually stress upon this fact, you will answer many questions. Now, the government of India along with the IIT came forward and said, let us actually calculate social costs of a death and serious injury. And they came with a figure of rupees 96 lakhs for a death and about 3.6 lakhs for a serious injury. Now, if you look into this fact, and this is a social cost. Now, an airbag, for example, begins at 3,000 rupees per Airbag to five to eight thousand rupees an airbag on type and quality and whatever you're making. So four airbags could actually make your car as expensive for not putting the airbags from let us say uh, twenty thousand rupees to uh, about thirty thousand rupees. 
So the answer is only one to me is that what is the value? And if you can answer that question that the life is more valuable than this, then I think the answer should not be actually, there should not be a debate on uh, such discussions. So I hope when you now look at buying a car, safety would be the most important factor to consider. For there is no price tag on safety and life. It's however important to mention that India's public transport system also needs an overhaul so that more and more people can access them instead of being forced to buy personal vehicles to travel. Additionally, investment in technology at home will ensure we rely less on component imports for car manufacturing. This will ultimately bring down the price of the car so that safety is not the aspect that a buyer needs to compromise on. You've been listening to Shifting Gears for Safer Cars, the sixth airbag mandate with me, Kalpana Patak, on The Morning Brief. Thank you, Rohit and Sharmishta, for joining us with your insights. This episode was produced by Surabhi Modi from The Economic Times and Soundarya Jayachandran from Awards. Sound editors, Ithani Bhattacharji from The Economic Times and Swati Joshi from Awards. Executive producers, Anupriya Bahadur and Arjit Bhatman. We hope you like this episode. Do share it on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Do tune in to ET Play, our latest platform for all audio content, including The Morning Brief. Have a great week ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.